Hello, I'm Guillermina Gonzalez, Executive Director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today, and with me, a good friend of this program, Ryan Grover, um, curator of the Beaks Museum of American Art. And uh, today's conversation, always fascinating with you, uh, Ryan, welcome to the show, but particularly is related to the Clark uh, Fox Icon Chains exhibition that sounds not only fascinating, but a must in this fall uh, time, don't you think? Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. The, um, uh, we deliberately scheduled this somewhat controversial set of exhibitions mm -hmm. um, in conjunction with the election season. So it, be, <laughs> it uh, is very it pertinent. A lot, of people a lot to think about. <laughs> is this a kind of art exhibition that makes people feel uncomfortable, you think? Um, there might be moments where individuals are confronted with concepts that th will will cause them to think. I don't feel that anybody will necessarily walk away feeling uncomfortable or even necessarily mm -hmm. changed in their perspective one way or another. But mm -hmm. um, Clark Fox, is uh, he is a social protester. He, mm -hmm. is, um, mm -hmm. he is an, uh, an advocate of a lot of, lot of causes. And, and he his voice is through painting. And so he does these really sort of uh, fanciful, somewhat playful, very bright, uh, mm -hmm. pop-oriented, pop-image-oriented paintings mm -hmm. um, around rather controversial issues having to do with race relations, uh, child exploitation, um, uh, capitalist greed, corporate power. Um, he's, um, he's kind of all over the place, and he's a pretty interesting dude. Well, there you go. And, and uh, we're going to continue talking about that. For those who um, might be a good idea, uh, Ryan, if you um, refresh people's memories in terms of the mission of the Bigs and how that connects perhaps to this particular exhibition, uh, the location of the Bigs and, and things like that. Fantastic. Um, the Bigs Museum, we're coming up on our 25th year anniversary. Um, sort of the countdown to the 25th is beginning. And um, the Bigs was established in order to be able to show American art, first and foremost, with a special emphasis on the Delaware Valley. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we tell a lot of stories about the state of Delaware with the things that were made and used within the state of Delaware from about 1700 up to the present. Okay. And so um, we do a, have a big sort of feature exhibition, sort of changing exhibitions program. We have a lot of shows, a lot of publications that come through every year. And Clark Fox is one of those. Mm -hmm. um, Clark uh, and his uh, and his partner, Suzanne Taylor, um, had been moved to Dover part-time for the last several years, mm -hmm. taking care of elderly parents. And so um, I met Clark through the Biggs Museum and got to mm -hmm. know his work. But Clark really sort of originates more from the sort of uh, the art scenes of Washington, D.C. originally, and then uh, eventually more more heavily entrenched into New York City. Right. So this particular exhibition, uh, Icon Chains, is going to run from where to where, uh, I mean, from when to when, and um, so people are mindful about the timing associated. Sure. So, um, so the, it's two shows. Um, Icon Chains is sort of split into two sort of exhibitions. We have a partner program with Delaware State University for I this see. show. Mm -hmm. And so the show that's happening at Delaware State University, it opens on October 6th and it'll go through November 16th. Okay. The show that is at the Biggs Museum opens October 7th and goes much longer through I January okay. 22nd. Mm -hmm. um, and Typology, um, this is the sort of the shortlist name for the show that's at Dell State University. University. That deals with Clark Fox's very early works, mm -hmm. works from the 60s, from the 1970s. Mm -hmm. Social unrest, that kind of uh, concept. Um, and it has more to do with sort of economic inequality okay. and also 
it's all it's also sort of the proving grounds of where Clark comes from in his own style. So you okay. really get the feeling of where he's coming from as a conceptual artist, as a painter, mm-hmm. um, and what his major influences are. You'll see that there at Dell State University, okay. and the students seem to be eating it up. So I think that it's become a really popular sort of image there, mm-hmm. a little different than what they would normally have. And then the show that's at the Biggs Museum, it's a bigger show. It's a brighter show. It's a very fun exhibition mm-hmm. at the Biggs, but it focuses more specifically on the work that Clark has done since about 2000 up to the present. More so really contemporary. Much more contemporary. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, tell me, you, your, your place as a curator, it's always a, a very interesting, you have to know a lot and you still have to have this artistry concept of things. So you... Uh, present things in a way that are eye-appealing. Well, like so many people that went to school for too long, I know a lot <laughs> about one very, very little thing. Uh-huh. And what I don't know, I just need <laughs> to have the tools to be able to go and find out. So to be honest with you, I'm not a contemporary art. I don't have a strong t- contemporary art background okay. in my own academic rearing. But, you know, you uh, you have those research tools that you can go and find the articles. And, and, and figure things, things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is your area of expertise? If you, if you could call, like, that's my thing? Well, I went to to school largely for American art and material culture studies. Okay. So this is more the household arts of the 1700s, 1800s. I see. So I'm sort of a furniture specialist. I've done a lot with ceramics. Um, uh, those things that you would, the art forms that you hold in your hands. Mm-hmm. Since coming to the Biggs Museum about 13 years ago, I've been really heavily entrenched in American painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of led me into not only looking at paintings of the 1700s, 1800s, these sort of historical context, mm-hmm. but also painters of today. And then mm-hmm. the Biggs Museum, we adopted a, a group called Delaware by Hand. It was a private nonprofit for a long time, but it became the artist membership of the Biggs Museum. Turns out it's one of the biggest memberships in the state of Delaware for artists. And that has had me working with contemporary artists and contemporary craftspeople mm-hmm. really extensively for the last several years. So and thanks for I'm mentioning... <laughs> right. It's always a pleasure to talk to you because you're so into things. But uh, since you mentioned Delaware by hand, let's briefly say how many members uh, do they have and... Uh, For how long have they been a part of the Beaks Museum? I believe that the membership is somewhere between 150 and 200 right now. Okay. And um, and you can go on the website, um, right. uh, DelawareByHand.org, and find out more about um, what those individual artists are. But they're from all over the state. They have been a part of the museum's membership for probably, I want to say it's probably close to six years now. Really? Mm-hmm. Time flies, my gosh. Yes, it's true. So coming back to the Beaks and particularly to Clark Fox and Icon Chains, um, um, how do you see um, the bigs? I wouldn't say the bigs particularly, but uh, beginning with the bigs and from artists in this electoral season, do you think um, that they should demonstrate something? That they should? Is there a connection between arts and 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 poly, uh, politics at this point? You know, I think that um, I think most artists would say that politics are definitely one of the things that they think about when they are creating an artwork, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, if you think of a painting, if you think of a great painting that happens today, it's somewhat of a barometer of so many different cultural mm-hmm. 
cultural sort of levels around them. Mm -hmm. Politics are one of them. Economics would be Mm -hmm. another thing. Um, Just the state of culture in general. You know, great artwork reflects so many of these different aspects of our own culture. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and and the people that are making those those decisions, um, those decisions themselves sort of become filtered into the Mm -hmm. choices that an artist makes Mm -hmm. when they're creating great works of art. And so, um, in a show like with Clark Fox, you know, he very deliberately tackles some very, very heavy issues with his work. And he does so with a really, really playful kind mm-hmm. of, um, with a very playful sort of visual components. But, um, and, and it, the work is very appealing to look at, and it sort of seduces you into thinking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. your relationship to race relations within America or mm-hmm. your relationship to um, corporate power within America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so within the sort of period of the elections, it's, it felt like it was a really good time to be able to give stage to some of the conversations that are right. happening right. around Clark's work. Um, you know, this show definitely doesn't advocate for one member of Congress versus another member of Congress. Right, and that's not the purpose not, of these. It's, right. it's absolutely not no. the idea. But it is... It is a channel and a funnel to look at some of the larger issues that so many of us are making political decisions with uh, today. And mm-hmm. so um, it's, it's, it's interesting that you are able to then visualize your own thoughts through these artworks that you're encountering here at the Bigs. And it's just it's terrific fun. And uh, thinking about the, what's the role of museums these days and um, in reflecting on Sam Veal's uh, concept of sometimes art bites, yeah. um, maybe it's your way of biting um, and maybe the big is biting uh, in a way that it should resonate with people because it's... it's you know, it, so much of the 20th century, I, I think this is such an important topic, so much of the 20th century art world um, really helped to focus people's attention on the fact that art doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be made in order to be able to be consumed. Right. You don't have to like a piece well enough to purchase it to mm-hmm. make it good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes art is good because it is powerful, because it has a strong message it may not look great above the sofa it may not even look great inside a museum but it makes you think very provocative to think about and i think that that's a really powerful position to play and museums will forever be very interested in showing the most popular the most beautiful the most elegant the most technically rich examples Mm -hmm, of artwork mm -hmm, but i think mm -hmm. they're also going to be very very interested in being able to show the most provocative the most thought-provoking works of art in, um, in america today as well I would like to get back to right there, but let me re-engage with the audience to let them know that they are listening into new stock 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for the Delaware State of the Arts radio show. We're lucky today to have Ryan Grover, curator of the Mix Museum of American Art, and uh, welcoming you again to the show, Ryan, and uh, always thought-provoking conversations, as you might imagine. Before we go into where we left the conversation, uh, the reason for inviting Ryan is talking about Clark Fox Icon Chains, an exhibition that begins where, Ryan, and, and when does it end? Oh, um, so the Icon Chains exhibition at the Biggs Museum will be um, from October 7th through January 22nd. Okay, so you're going to have some time to look at this. Um, concepts uh, related to the exhibition, what uh, is the topic behind uh, this particular exhibition. Well, Clark Fox's work is uh, he 
he really was birthed um, his his personal aesthetic was very much birthed out of what they call the uh, the Washington Color School. This is an abstract art form that came to mm-hmm. prominence in the 1950s into the 1960s, and this was where he sort of launched as an artist mm-hmm. working next to these artists. Um, and so he went from this what they call formalism, this sort of strict abstraction, rather geometric, with no political purpose whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he really launched himself into a much more politically driven um, subject-oriented artwork, um, but with very much the same kind of rules that mm-hmm. were true of the things that he had seen as he was coming up himself in formalism. And then into the 70s, things really sort of rotate more towards pop imagery. So some of the things, some of these subjects, some of the characters that he brings out in his paintings are like uh, pop interpretations of George Washington portraits, uh, pop <laughs> interpretations of Abraham Lincoln, right. Mr. Peanut, um, Mary Jane Candy's uh, logo of the little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with these topics, he's able to talk about really sort of diverse topic, uh, diverse sort of uh, political statements around um, the long-ranging effects of slavery, uh, Jim Crowism, um, mm-hmm. Uh, corporate power, uh, the the more negative aspects of capitalism in our in our culture, um, and he sort of demonstrates some of these larger ideas, these big, much greater concepts mm-hmm. through these really sort of um, innocuous, brightly colored, really fun kind of characters. And it's really interesting the sort of the the tightrope that he walks between what is pleasurable and mm-hmm. what is mm-hmm. provocative. Mm-hmm. Now, in your conversations with him, mm-hmm. what are you learning? everything. The great thing about Clark Fox is that he has met everyone. I mean, he really has worked with so many individuals. He um, he moved to New York and uh, officially moved to New York and I think about 1970, 1971. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was able to, uh, because he was showing in major galleries in New York City, he was being collected by major institutions, both mm-hmm. in D.C., Washington, D.C., and as well as New York. Um, and he was ending up in some major uh, private collections as well. He was uh, he was confronted with, or not confronted with, but he was uh, in communication with and in circles around some of the greatest sort of uh, late twentieth century artists mm-hmm. that we know today. And so he's hung out with everyone. He's lived um, above apartments of famous punk rock bands. Uh, he. Uh, had met Andy Warhol, didn't really like him that well. Like he just has these fantastic <laughs> stories of uh-huh. people that he's um, that he's met, that he's worked with, that he's collaborated with. And this is a career that's now over forty years, almost fifty years in the making. Imagine so, that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a lot to reflect on. You know, we have um, on October twenty second, we have this great opportunity to come and meet the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a members event here at the museum, and um, he's just going to do a sort of a t- gallery tour through the museum. And I know for a fact that he's just going to be able to go this painting was inspired from this idea and this artist came to that see sounds it fascinating. we ended up in a fight and uh-huh. it was awesome and, <laughs> and he just has this part of the great thing about Clark's work is Clark himself he's, right. just, he's a really really unique he guy. puts context to, to what was painted well and he if you can imagine w- considering his very bright palette that he adds color even to those stories right. I mean he's 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 in a really really amazing individual, and you know one of the things that I love about him so much is that he humanizes contemporary art. 
Right. So that's a, that's a good a good way of putting it. Some I think so many individuals, even professionals, um, are somewhat very uncomfortable with conceptual art, with artwork that is um, very avant-garde. That mm -hmm. is. Uh, Sometimes we don't necessarily know what our context is. Sometimes we don't right. understand what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes we just need to take our time with it and just really let it sink in and let it, you know, you're, you, you can have a whole wide range of emotional responses to an artwork. You should. You mm -hmm. definitely should. But Clark sort of breaks it down. He just says, you know, this guy was eating toast that day, and that's why he picked blue. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, it just sort of makes sense. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's human too. And so it's, he's really – he's a very unique, very original personality, and he's, um, he's, he's great. He's really and great. he lives – does he live here in Delaware these he days? He is living – right now, he seems to be spending quite a bit of time in Dover, um, but he still keeps an apartment in New York. There you go. So we have the connection in between the the Big Apple and and Dover. Imagine that. We do have. <laughs> it's always been there, but he is definitely one of the one of the big stars of that highway right now. The, the, there you go. And coming back to Veal's perspective, that art bites. Yes. What, in your opinion, is the the function of museums these days in this changing nation uh, that we are witnessing right now? What What do you think? You know. Um, I'd like to show an example, if that's possible, of something that we're doing at the museum in, con in context to mm -hmm. um, in context to the Clark Fox exhibitions that I'm very proud of. Um, so they have the two exhibitions, and we brought this work together. We create sort of an interpretive filter mm -hmm. that people coming to the shows will be able to understand Clark's work, understand him a little better, mm -hmm. and you'll get a chance to sort of sink into. You know, it's probably about 80 pieces all told that you'll have okay. a direct relationship with. But then we're also helping to host a panel discussion mm -hmm. between Clark Fox, another artist, um, a faculty member at Dell State University, mm -hmm. who also deals very heavily with politically charged artwork, um, and then two other professors from Dell State University that are talking about their own particular um, expertise having to do um, rather strongly with uh, – the intersection of culture, history, and African-American experience. Okay. And so these panelists, these individuals will be sitting on a table sort of talking about the intersections of the fine arts mm -hmm. with political discourse. Mm. And the things that we've seen, um, sort of um, anything from – Uh, ad campaigns of the Black Panther Party of the 1960s mm -hmm. to uh, controversial designs for political presidencies today mm -hmm. or artistic reactions to uh, controversial moments in history. Mm -hmm. um, and so this intersection of politics and art will be sort of channeled in this panel discussion and sort of reflecting this larger exhibition project that we're having. And I think that that's when you are able to bring audiences together around very specific topics mm -hmm. and show tangible evidence of those materials within mm -hmm. the arts. Mm -hmm. And you have that intersection of ideas and people and voices all together in a big auditorium under a museum. It's right. fantastic. So it's, it's a community service. It, it's beyond the artist uh, expression of something to, to become more of a point of contact slash community engagement. Absolutely. You know, nonprofit organizations exist by the, um, 
by the support and the um, well the, the, through the support of the community mm-hmm. and um, we are really an example of what we call the public trust mm-hmm. and so we are there as as a benefit as a service really we uh, people that work for museums are servants to the community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are you know I tell people at the Biggs Museum we're here to save the world one object at a time so we preserve True. these things forever mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily just the objects we preserve the ideas tied to those objects and so mm. You know, we create publications, we create panel discussions, we create lecture series, we um, support all sorts of kids' education, and we do this as a day-to-day process at mm-hmm. the museum. And there are literally something in the neighborhood of like seventeen thousand museums across the country that are doing very much the same mission. Right. So it's it's quite changing. It's not like let just bring the important people to our walls, but essentially playing a role within the community. Absolutely. You know, um, bringing the artwork and throwing it up on a wall is actually kind of the easier part of the show, right? Um, of of the overall show. It's this sort of um, the seamless educational mission behind mm-hmm. the appearance of things mm-hmm. that seems to be so important within our institution. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's it's supported by the literature. It's supported by uh, the public presentations, the the lectures, by mm-hmm. panel discussions. All of these things that mm-hmm. we adapt. Um, and I mean, and again, we do dozens of these things every month. And so, to you know, this intellectual content, this production of intellectual content for our community, right. we take that really seriously. Indeed. And uh, for people that are engaging with us a little bit later uh, than expected, uh, please refresh their memories in terms of Clark Fox, icon chains from where to where and uh, when and how uh, for the few seconds we have left. Absolutely. So uh, Clark Fox, two exhibitions. Typology is at Delaware State University from October 6th to November 16th. And the big show, Icon Chains, will be at the Biggs Museum of American Art from October 7th to January 22nd. So uh, if uh, they need to get more information, just going to the website, uh, Ryan? www.biggsmuseum.org. And with that, uh, just uh, something that comes to mind after uh, looking at this particular exhibition. Oh, Um, I think you're going to be really delighted. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's contemporary. I like how you define that contemporary art being humanized. Absolutely. He's, um, uh, these are subjects. They are visions. They are sort of uh, characters that everyone is going to recognize. They are iconic. That, that's the where we got the title for the piece for. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sort of subtle messaging that he puts behind them will be provocative. It's, it's, it's those messages that you'll take from the show. And with that, we have to thank you again for your time, Ryan, and I hope everybody goes to see that wonderful exhibition. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.